the Pro Wrestling Bowl. 35 short stories, including Harley Race, Ricky Morton, Tracy Smothers, and Tim Storm. Along with 300 photos from the independent scene. Taken from Texas, Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama. Get your book today by going to WrestleVille.com or LanceByChance.com. WrestleVille, it's where wrestling lives. Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you, because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three, and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs. 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's a light years better than our first one. Also, we survived the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. Fans, welcome back for the Working Fans Comedy Cast, episode 48, where today we will be reviewing the movie Happy Gilmore. Tune in next week, January 18th, for a review of Team America World Police. And then on the 25th of January, we are closing out the month with a discussion about In Living Color, the sketch comedy show. Before I bring Dave in, as always, we are brought to you by Vinnie Berry, who wrote The Pro Wrestling Vault Volume 1, available at WrestleVille and LanceByChance.com, as well as Lance By Chance Wrestling is Avon Eric. Now, enough about wrestling. Let's welcome Dave in. And today we are talking Happy Gilmore, which was released in 1990. 96 and basically it's about a rejected hockey player putting his skills on the golf his skills to use on the golf course to save his grandmother's house dave how did you like this movie like remembering it versus watching it again recently i didn't hate it honestly so when i watched it before when i was younger i thought it was fucking great right silly humor and watching it now I didn't love it, but I didn't hate it either. I liked it. it probably because you made me watch that ridiculous fucking wrestler movie <laughs> the night before. And I got to tell you, watching that and watching you said it, about the pacing of a movie, right? Pacing, yes. It is something to be said. It's because this movie just kind of flows. Well, I mean, the premise is so ridiculous and over the top, but it's just, it's an easy watch. Like, it's an easy watch the movie. And like, I, I watched it on delivered well. What's that? I thought the jokes were delivered well, like they yeah. were quick moving and like the intro to the movie. In fact, that is a joke that I forgot about till I watched it. And I was like, how is this man's death hilarious right before the movie kicks off? Right, right. 
Yeah, that was good. I really like it to be good. Like he kind of breaks up with his girlfriend very casually. Like <laughs> he's just like, I'm leaving you. And then he he sleeps with the old Asian woman who lives downstairs. <laughs> they kind of hit to that. I forgot all about that too, you know, where he's singing the song and uh I wanna kiss you all. You know? <laughs> There's just a child sitting there looking at it, like what the fuck's going on here? Yeah, I mean it's this is some good shit to it. It's just silly humor. You know, Ben Stiller is that guy at the nursing home when his grandma gets put in the nursing home. It's Uncredited, like, apparently. Oh, Ben Stiller was accredited for that? Yeah, he just did it. Oh, wow. <laughs> now, this movie, it has, you know I like to go to Rotten Tomatoes. It's got a 61% on the tomato meter, but an 85% audience score. And a, a lot of people loved it, as we will get to the fan comments later. But yeah. everybody remembers Adam Sandler stars as Happy Gilmore. Shooter McGavin, who's that guy that plays him? His name oh. is Christopher McDonald. Christopher McDonald, yes. A guy that you would probably recognize his face, but maybe not necessarily the name. Julie Bowen plays Virginia Bennett. Francis Bay plays the grandmother. And where else might you be familiar with her if you're familiar with TV? The grandmother? Yeah. Got me. I mean, she looks familiar. Einfeld. The episode with the Jewish rye. She's the old lady that <laughs> Jerry okay. takes it from. You'll notice her as the old lady in a lot of things. Carl Weathers plays Chubbs. Yes. The IRS agent that deals with happy through a lot of the movie that is a writer on the conan o'brien show he also played triumph the insult comic dog robert oh. Spiegel, mr larson happy gilmore's old boss is played by richard kiel yes jaws in the james, james bond, bond movies dennis dugan who directed the movie plays the tour president doug thompson and the jeering fan that gets paid to bug happy throughout yes. the movie that is joe flaherty he is famous from SCTV. Oh, okay. He's one of the main actors in that. So I wanted to back up there. So Shooter McGalvin, Christopher McDonald, but he was not the guy they originally wanted for that role. No, who did they originally want? This was some fun trivia you dug up. Kevin Costner. <laughs> and that's funny because that's right around the time Tin Cup was out. That's and why he didn't do it because he wanted to make the movie tin cup <laughs> would it have been as funny with kevin costner would he have been able to live up to that character i don't know it's funny because i think the idea of kevin costner would have been funny because it's like kevin costner it's a serious actor but shooter chris mcdonald he just plays this so well that it's kind of hard to picture someone else doing this a hundred percent that's why when you told me that i couldn't believe that but the movie was written by Adam Sandler and his friend Tim Hurley, directed by Dennis Dugan. And there's a list of producers on here, but Bernie Brillstein, executive producer Warren Carr, co-producer with Jack Giarupto. Good luck I didn't give you that name. <laughs> Brad Gray, an executive producer, along with Sandy Wernick. And Robert Simmons was a producer on this movie. So a lot of people bringing this out. Yeah. And later on, there's a cameo, which we might talk about with Bob Barker. I just wanted to know, too, they actually, he wasn't the original choice for that either. Ed McMahon was the original choice for that, but he never returned to calls. So they got Bob. And then Bob, during that fight scene, he wanted to show off his fighting skills, so they didn't do a double. Bob was apparently training with Chuck Norris, who was his neighbor at the time. That is insane. Now, there are only two real pro cameos in this movie, Mark Lai and Lee Trevino. 
Lee Trevino, you would know as the guy, whenever Happy's losing his mind, he's the golfer that's looking at him real nervous and just shaking his head. Right. And he does actually have a speaking role on his third appearance in the movie. This movie plays out the laws of three in comedy well. Now, this was, I found on IMDb that the movie, the concept for the movie was inspired by Sandler's childhood friend, Kyle McDonough, who I guess had a real good slap shot. And Sandler would always joke it's because his knowledge of hockey and he played some degree of pro hockey, like coming up the ranks. Yeah. Now the fight with Bob Barker won an MTV award. I read that in a VH1 article. Now the guy that directed this movie also directed a lot of other Adam Sandler classics, big daddy, Chuck and Larry, Zohan grownups, just go with it. Jack and Jill and grownups too. So he really stuck on that Sandler train for a good while. Like a lot of people would say it was movies too. Even the people behind the scenes, it seems like Sandler has the same crew. He kind of rolls with. It's a safe move when it comes to making movies, because at least, you know, everybody's reliable. Now, before we get to going back and forth about our favorite scenes, we're going to go over some fan thoughts. And as always, the Mothership Facebook group coming in huge for this. Joe Wilson said when I was nine, I was nine when Happy Gilmore was released. Love it then, like it now. Jace Nakarano said, it was I who killed the Hey Mr. Lady. <laughs> TJ Zano says, least favorite of all the Gilmore girls. So we got some comedians in the comments. Albert Bettis, one of Sandler's best movies. Chris Zauha, it's funny. <laughs> Kenny Culler, at one point in college, we watched it five times a day. Brett and Jay Dufresne the third fantastic movie. Ben Rich was a sophomore in college when it came out. Six stars in the Tokyo Dome, instant classic. Andrew Armstrong, about the only Sat Sandler movie I would recommend. Mike Gorham said meh. Robert <laughs> Bellucci, good stuff. Jason Gross from the Working Fans Podcast, Nation of Domination Facebook group, one of my favorite Sandler movies. So yeah. a lot of people are fans of it. Some people aren't. I think it's just your style of comedy. Like, I remember liking it a lot when I was younger. I kind of dreaded watching it when we when I watched it the other day. And it's a fine enough film. It moves along well. The it's jokes watchable. are good. It is watchable. I mean, yeah. some of the humor is a little bit cringy because of kind of how silly it is. It's also a little bit the the feel of the movie i'll go with it yeah yeah i didn't mind it it's silly it's a little ridiculous if you're looking for intelligent comedy it's probably not for you but it's simple it's fun and it's just easy to watch and be entertained by it i think they knew what they were doing i think they knew their audience they were going at and yeah i i and thought I it was a breeze to watch it i think that's why this is going to be one of the shorter reviews because there's not a ton to be said about it most people have seen it if you haven't, go watch it. And we'll end on some of our favorite scenes. Because like I said earlier. 26 years, by the way. I want to add that, too. This February, I believe February this year, it's going to be 26 years this movie's been out. They celebrated and, their 25th anniversary last year. And that's wild, because watching it, I remember watching it the other day was like watching it as I have throughout the years. Like, I forgot how funny the intro was. It really sets up Happy's personality, which you see in almost every scene, how he's quick to anger, but quick to apologize. Right. It sets up the scene with yelling at the girlfriend, but then begging for her to come back. 
Right. It's the anger he deals with throughout the movie. Hitting the golf ball for the first time, and when it hits the house down the street, and then the guy comes out of his house, it hits him, and then the third time it hits his wife, and she tumbles off the roof. Yes. That was a joke I forgot, being as funny as it was. When he knocks Chubbs' hand into the street, and then the garbage runs <laughs> over it. God, when he gets the alligator's head, scares Chubbs out the window and kills him. That scene was hilarious. There were a lot more funny scenes than I thought I would find in this movie, honestly. Yeah, just the fact that the alligator made a cameo when he was missing his eye. It was the same alligator. Yeah, that he would recognize that it was the same alligator, go back in the water after it. Uh-huh. The scene with fighting Bob Barker was great. Yeah, I would say my favorite scenes, obviously fighting Bob Barker. I mean, as a pro wrestling fan, too, Bob Barker pulled off the Undertaker choke, rising up. Yeah. Like, that's just excellent. Any scene with Ben Stiller was great in this movie. Yeah. Ben for having that uncredited role. Like, he was just excellent. There was that one lady, too, that jumped on the car as they were arriving at the nursing home. She's like, Yeah, I think that was the Hey Mr. Lady that Jace Nakarado mentioned because when Happy is trying to fix the air conditioner, he hits it. It falls out. It hits her, and she's like, hey, mister. <laughs> yeah. I forgot how funny that was. There were so many scenes that I forgot about till the moment I watched them, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this was funny. Oh, yeah, this was good. So maybe the movie was better than I gave it credit for. Yeah, like he's got the girl out, too, on the ice with the Zamboni, and it's like everlasting love is playing. And then they oh, go yeah. at the end of it where the guy who's like, you know, doing the same body is just sitting there singing, ever asked like lip syncing. Like, it's just silly shit, but it's just funny. 100%. Now, even the golf scenes were pretty good. Like, I can remember watching this when I was younger, and it almost made golf seem cool. Yeah. And it's almost weird how the PGA Tour hasn't gotten somebody almost not like a happy Gilmore, but somebody with a little more personality to really break him out. Right. I would say for basic people, like Tiger Woods was the last big golf person that stood out. John Daly, maybe if you're dialed in a little more. Yeah, no, it's funny. Golf has never had that like crazy entertainer. They haven't had that Dennis Rodman type guy, if you will, that, you know, like it's going to do something to like turn, you know, turn the PJ on its ass. Like it's just not, it's not that kind of place. So, it and is that was one of the themes kind of throughout the movie is that they didn't want happy in the players be or shooter McGavin, particularly because like in wrestling, it was almost like he was coming for his spot. And he didn't fit the mold. But right. you saw like the people that were in charge almost made a decision based on his popularity. And that's something that happens in sports. But like you said, it doesn't happen in golf, which is weird that it hasn't made that breakthrough. Right. Yeah. Like the ratings were so huge that, you know, even when they were going to punish him for fighting Bob Barker, they did you know, they didn't completely kick him out of the league. They just suspended him and fired yeah, him. You beat up a senior citizen on camera, but we're going to let it slide because you're bringing in numbers like that. Right. <laughs> and yeah, that's almost a sad precedent. But, I mean, it's true in life. Like, people will get away with shit based on, like, the standing they have. But- John Jones and Conor McGregor are great examples in the UFC. Both have gotten in countless trouble that other people would get fired for. But these guys continue to stick around because they bring in numbers. They have championships. And, you know, they're a little more important. There's a great story Conrad talks about, I think, with the Cowboys where the owner is, you know, there's a football player on the Cowboy team who falls asleep in the back room under, like, reviewing practice tape. And he's like, pack your bags. You don't work here anymore. 
And then he walks by and sees Emmett Smith asleep, and he goes, "Hey, Emmett, wake up!" <laughs> because I gotta fire Emmett. <laughs> yeah, it's, and that I mean, that's how the world works, right? You can almost get away with what your talent will allow. Now we've gotten away from the comedy bit of this, but hey, if you watched our romantic comedy episode, you know shit goes off the rails quick. Sorry. Now we don't really rate movies here, but. Would you recommend this to someone? And what would be the caveat if you were like, hey, watch this, but... If you want to watch a silly comedy that's easy to watch, don't go in there thinking like, you know, this is going to blow you away. This isn't like a 10 out of 10. But if you're just looking for something fun, easy to watch, yeah, this is totally that type of movie. It's really more nostalgic too, though. I think it's one of those movies, if you've seen it in the past, you're almost going to enjoy it a little more. Yeah, like if... You're hanging out with somebody for the first time. Oh, you've never seen Happy Gilmore? You got to watch this. It's not going to eat up a lot of your time. It's what, maybe a little under two hours? It's like an but hour it definitely half. doesn't feel like it because, wow, I thought the writing in this movie was so tight that it just went from joke to joke to joke that even though it felt like a little bit of a issue getting in there, yeah, I don't even know what that comment is. We ain't going to show that. The Russians are getting in, Dave. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Everybody around. likes Happy Gilmore here. We had that in the combat cast last night, too. These Russian bots trying to let us know what's <laughs> up, baby. <laughs> but I would say if you got kids, show the kids a funny movie from your past. It's going to get a little dicey, but you know what you're getting with Adam Sandler. It's a good enough movie. Not my, it'd be up there for Sandler movies, but probably not my favorite. But it's a good enough movie. I remember we used to watch it a lot of the times if teachers were taking a day off. Like, let's put in Happy Gilmore. Yeah, yeah sure. You're going to regret that by the first off-color joke. But <laughs> it, yeah. I, mean, I, I can't I can't say it enough, though. And there is something to pacing. And this movie definitely paces well. So Yeah, because if you haven't seen our review of The Wrestler, I'm never going to hear the end of suggesting that. But some movies are good. Some movies are bad. But either way, we're going to review them here on the Working Fans Comedy Cast. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at FansWorking. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's WorkingFansWrestlingPod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, WorkingFansWrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 